Good morning. Welcome to all those joining us for Likuti Halachas. Yoradei Chelik Sheni, Hilchos Kilei Kerem, Halacha Beis, Paragraph Zion. We dedicate the learning today. Leilu Nishmas, Rabbi Liezer, Rabbi Nosni Yaakov, Yentefradel Bas Rabbi Shuarye, Zahavaleya Bas Rabbi Avram, Tzipkorifka Bas Rabbi Hillel, and Leilu Nishmas, all the Neshamos that need an Aliyah and for a complete refuah and yeshua for all those that need it, including Chaviva Chana Basgalia, Rochel Basgalia, Noyen Achoma Basgalia, Sorayacha Bastchiachava, David Ben Behia, Shendel Baslea, Shimon Eliezer Ben Rochel, Yaakov Yeshua Ben Freindel Rechel, Aviv Ilona Basius Bendel, Sorochel Basius Behendel, Chavaliba bas Mirim Dvoira, Soraleya bas Chavaliba, Gitaganendel bas Sipoira, Lebaleya bas Sipoira, Idis bas Mirim Brindel, Michal Sora bas Hadasa, David Lei ben Shena, Avigail Brocha bas Shira Dvoira, Boruch Mordechai ben Tali, Ruvay Mordechai ben Chana, Tzvi Shalom ben Rita Beverly, Fruma bas Genesa, Avivachaya bas Estamendel, Daniel Boruch ben Sora, Menachem ben Rishabasha, Chayabrocha bas Perel, Yente Sora bas Chanarus, Ruvay Moshe ben Rochel, Moshe Mendel ben Leah, Benjamin Yitzchok ben Liba, Lei ben Zhenya, Shrag Betzal ben Chayesora, Besoch Shach Shloimoy ben Rivke Sprinzer, Besoch Shach of Israel. We're discussing the topic of drinking wine, the, the, the pros and cons. And now Rav Nosanzal says, V'alkein ikr shtiyas hayayin hu rak b'shabes v'yontif b'koishel kiddush. And this is why one of the main times of drinking wine is only on Shabbos, on Yontif, the cup of kiddush that we make to bring in the, the Shabbos or Yontif into our meal. Ki b'shabes v'yontif oz meir b'yoyser oyrhoin soif. Because these are days when this infinite light of Hashem, this Oyer Ein Soif, which is above all regular levels of light, is shining more brighter than on ordinary days. Because this is really one of the main things that defines the holiness of Shabbos Nyantiv. She'oz Niftach Oyer Ein Soif. That these are days when this infinite light of Hashem opens up and becomes more accessible than usual. And therefore, it's the wine of the Kiddush that we make at night on Shabbos and Oyantif. That's one of the things that helps us draw upon ourselves the holiness of Shabbos, that infinite light. Because by, by drinking from the wine of Kiddush, we're to nullify our physicality and to, to plug into that infinite light. And to, to draw holiness from there. And, and based on what we've been learning here, we'll be able to understand also why we make Havdolah also on a cup of wine.
כי כשיוצא השבס או היונטף, אז צריכים להמשיך הרשימו של הביטול שתואר להדס. Because in Likut Imran, chapter 4, which this halach is based on, Rabbein Azal explained there that when a person goes up above the normal levels of light, above Chachma Binon Das, they go up to the Oyer Ein Soif and they connect there, they can only be there for a short period of time. They have to come back down and bring back the imprint, the Rishimu, from what they experienced up there in the Oyerin Soiv, bring that back into their brain, into their moichen, into Chachma Bin Odas. So Rav Zal says now, Shabbos is a time when we're able to connect to that Oyerin Soiv. When Shabbos is leaving and we're going back to weekday, we want to bring the Rishimu of that light that we experienced on Shabbos into our brain, into our moichen. כי שבס ויונטף הוא בחינס ביטול אלוהין סויף, שנפתח עוז. ואחר שבס ויונטף זה בחינס ששובן מהביטול. Because when שבס is ending, that's when we're coming back down from that ביטול to the אוירין סויף. ואוז על ידי הכויס יין של הבדולו, ממשיכן הורשימו של הביטול, שתואר להדס גם בשישס מאחור. And then, by making Havdola on a cup of wine, we're drawing the imprint of that beetle that we experienced on Shabbos, that connection to the infinite light, that it should come back down into our brain and stay with us during the six days of the week. So that even during the six days of the week, we should have this awareness that Hashem and Elohim are one, and that, ever, that it's all good, not necessarily on the high level of Shabbos, but still to the highest degree that we can during the six days of the week. And this is why we make, we make both Kiddush and Havdola on wine. The Kiddush on wine is part of what's taking us up to that Oyer Ein Soif, The Havdola on wine is when we're coming back out of the Oyerin Soif to help us draw the Rishimu of that into our Moichen, which will stay with us during the six days of the week. Now Rav Nosenzal goes back to the topic of Kilayim, which this halacha is related to. Paragraph Ches, Vezeh Bechinas, and now we could understand also why the Mishnah says in Mesech de Kilayim, that if a person were to plant a mixture of grains in a vineyard, then the owner of the vineyard would have to destroy 45 vines. The number 45 is interesting. 45 is mo. Mo means what? Or mo means nothingness. Moshe Rabbeinu said, Venachnu mo, we are nothing. And mo is a term used to when a person is experiencing beetle, when a person is going to that high place above Moichen, where the person says, what? Meaning that they have no, there's no, there's no rationalization there. There's no understanding there. The Gemara makes a cheshben there, how it's 45. The Gemara says, we know that typically, normally, 
people plant grain, grapevines at least four amas apart from each other. And the Gemara shows there that if you would have a, a vineyard that has many grapevines and you planted grains of kilayim in the middle of it, the Gemara says you would have to draw a circle from there. You would have to bring out a radius of 16 amos and draw a circle around that. And you, based on that calculation, you would find that there are 45 grapevines in that circle that, that would need to be destroyed. So Rav Nosenzal says, look at this. It says, You would have to burn 45 vines. The, the number of 45 more is used specifically. This is the more that we've been speaking about earlier in this halacha. When a person is experiencing bitul, that's the concept of a person nullifying themselves completely to the oyer ein soif. And by doing that, we're zoichet to be able to draw from the reshimu of that bitul, bring it back into our brain where it becomes mei'o. The aleph gets inserted inside. Kimavur shom anal, as Rabbeinazal explains this over there in chapter 4 in Likut Imran, regarding the story in the Gemara and Baba Basra, where it says there that there was a gigantic fish, and they were able to fill from one eyeball of that fish 300 pitchers of oil. The Rabbi Nizal explains there that one eyeball refers to the beetle to the oirein soif, because normally we have two eyes, and the eyes represent seichel, knowledge, intellect. The Pesach says, by Odom and Chava, vatipokachno eine shnehem, that their eyes were opened, the word vatipokachno means pikeach, they became smart, knowledgeable. So two eyes represent chachma and bina, knowledge. The, the Zohar Kodesh says that in the future, there's going to be chad galgala de'eno derachmi. There'll be one, there won't be any two. Everything will be oneness. There'll be one eye of kindness. That's the term that's used in the Zohar Kodesh to refer to that bita, that kesa, that highest level light, where there's no two. It's all oneness. This, so here it says they filled from one eyeball 300 barrels of oil, 300 pitchers of oil. 300 is what represents the seichel of a person. Chachma, Bina, and Das are referred to as hundreds units. Chesed through Malchus are referred to as tens units. So Rabbi Nezal shows there that this story in the Gemara is referring to taking from the beetle and bringing it back down into the Seichel. Ayin Shom, take a look over there in Likut Imran, chapter 4, where Rabbi Nezal explains this. Avul kilayim bekerem. However, when a person plants kilayim in a vineyard, she'oz poigem bebechinas Then, by mixing grains, we learned in the previous shiurim, you're messing up. You're, you're making it that we, cannot, we can't get to the beetle. Bebechinas beetle, messing that up. 
Therefore, the penalty is to have to burn and destroy 45 vines. More specifically, because by, by planting kilayim, and especially in a vineyard related to wine and grapes, the person is damaging the, the beetle process. Question in the chat, do we get the same benefits with grape juice as wine, especially for the Havdalah, is difficult. The answer is, Bidyeved, yes. Meaning, first choice, if a person can, wine is preferred. If it's difficult, if it's a problem, can use grape juice for Havdalah. When it comes to Kiddush, there it's more preferred, if possible, that it should be wine. Now, Rav Nosenzal is going to take us into an explanation regarding Kaddish. The Kaddishes that we say in Shachris at different points in the Tefillah. And Rav Nosenzal is going to show us how that relates to what we've been learning till now. Paragraph test. Low alcohol wine is okay, definitely. Vezeh Bechinas Tefillah. And everything we've been learning so far about the concept of bitul is all, is related to tefillah. Shehi bechinas bitul el ho'ein soif. Tefillah, when a person is davening in general, and especially the Shmon Esrei, is an example of bitul to the ein soif. Because when a person is davening, they're supposed to be concentrating, they're supposed to disconnect from everything around them and, and put their brain... And, and every part of their body focusing it only on Hashem. Kanal b'mayim ranal, as Rabbi Nezal speaks about this over there in chapter 4 in Likud Imran. V'yalkein yesh arba bechinois and and based on what Rabbi Nezal explains there, we'll understand why there are four categories in the, in the tefillah of Shachris. Shehem keneged arbo oilomois, which correspond to the four worlds, which are Atsilus, Bria, Yitzira, and Asiya. Kayadua, as is known in the Zohar Kodesh and the writings of the Arizal. Dahainu, what are the four sections of Tefillah in Shachris? Korbanois is section number one. Psuke de Zimra is section number two. Birches Kriyashma is section number three. And Shmon Esrei is section number four. Kayodua, as is known in the Sifrei Kabbalah. Ki betchilo tzrichin lesakein ho'arbo yesoidois. Because Rabbein Azal explains there, and we spoke about this earlier in this halacha, that in order for a person to be able to get to Bitul, the person has to first work on purifying and perfecting the four basic elements with which everything was created, with which we were created, in order to purify the body and to be able to allow the neshama to be able to soar, to be able to go up to that beetle. Those four basic elements are those four basic elements which are fire, water, air, and dirt are correspond to the four letters of Hashem's name, Yud Kei which correspond to the four worlds. 
אצילוס בריא יציר עשייה. כי אי אפשר לזכויס לבחינס ביטול הנעל, כי אם כשמסכנן כל המידויס, because it's impossible for a person to experience the beetle that we've been speaking about here unless the person first purifies and perfects all of their midois, hanimshochen me'arba yesoidois, which are affected tremendously by these four basic elements inside of us. The element of fire can cause kas, can cause anger, can cause pegama bris, or the element of fire could be used to infuse a passion into the person's Torah and tefillah, and so on and so forth with the other ones. Shehein bechinas araboi lomois, which again correspond to the four worlds, kayadua as is known. V'yalkein tzrichin batfilah l'sadeh araba bechinas anal, and therefore in our tefillah of shachris, we must organize these four categories, dahinu karbonois, psuchin de zimra, etc., in order to, to purify and, and, and organize properly these four basic elements inside of us. And the four worlds. And once a person does that, then they can experience that beetle to the infinite light Shehu Bigmar Tfilah which takes place upon the completion of Shmonesrei. Shehu Keneged Oilam Hoatzilus. The Shmonesrei corresponds to the Oilam Hoatzilus. Shesham Iker Habitul Elohim Soif. That's where a person really experiences, can experience this beetle to the infinite light. And the Arizal tells us that the real beetle takes place after the Chazan already re- did the repetition of the Shmon Esrei. That's when we say Tachnun, where the Ashkenaz custom is to put our head down on our, uh, put our face down in our arm. And the Sifrei Kabbal explain that that act of putting one's head down like this and covering it completely is an act of a person, a person supposed to be thinking at that time that I'm prepared to die for Hashem. That closing of the eyes and putting one's head down is like putting oneself like into a grave, that concept. A person's supposed to have in mind this concept of Mesiras Nefesh, there's a whole incredible discussion in the Zohar Kodesh regarding Tachnun. The Sfardim say a different chapter of Tehillim than the Ashkenazim do for this Tachnun. They say, I believe it's chapter 3 in Tehillim, Ledoved Hashem Eilecho Nafshi Esa, which is a chapter of Tehillim, one of the chapters of Tehillim that has a Pasuk for each letter of the Aleph Beis, Except the letter Vav, the letter Pei, I'm sorry, the letter Kuf, the letter Beis, the, the letter Kuf, and the letter Pei is repeated twice. And the Zohar Kodesh says there's a secret in this. Those three letters, Kuf, Vav, Pei, spell the word Koif. Koif means a monkey or an ape. 
The Zohar Kodesh says, and this is mentioned in Mishnayis also, that there is a certain animal called a koifo de madbara, an ape of the wilderness, where the Zohar Kodesh and the Mishnah says that this animal grows from the ground. In English, they call it spontaneous generation. What do you mean? There's no such thing. Animals grow from other animals before them. According to the Torah, there is such a thing as spontaneous generation. There is a concept of a field mouse and also this koifa de that grows from the ground, actually from the ground. And it's attached to the ground through an umbilical cord, like a baby is attached to the mother through an umbilical cord. It's attached, it remains attached to the ground through this long cord, this long piece of skin, you know. So the question is, how does it, how does it, how does it survive? The answer is, it eats the grass around it. It can move around like in a circle, in a sense, in the area around where it's attached, and it eats from there. Or if it can catch an animal or something, if something comes within close proximity of it, it can catch it and eat it. Now the question is, how does it defend itself? If a lion or an animal that's bigger than it or more powerful than it that would want to kill it, how does it defend itself? The Zohar Kodesh says, it lays down and plays dead. And an animal, those types of animals, a lion, a tiger, a panther, will not eat something that they themselves didn't kill. So through this act of playing dead, this koifa de matbara protects itself. So the Zohar Kodesh explains that when we say tachnun, and again, according to the Zohar Kodesh, the paragraph of Tehillim that's recited when we're saying tachnun is that paragraph that we just quoted, this Ladovid Eilech Hashem which has these, these magic letters, the kuf and the vav and the pei, as we said. What we're doing is we're playing dead, in a sense, in order that the klipois, all the forces of tumah that would want to attack us, that would want to kill us, that would want to harm us, they can't, they, they won't harm us. So again, this is an act of being moiser nefesh. This act of playing dead means I'm willing, I have in mind, I would be willing to die for my religion. Which chapter of Tehillim is it? It's one of the earlier chapters. I thought it was chapter, it, it's, I believe if you look from chapter 1 to 14, you'll see it's one of those chapters. Ledoved Eilech Hashem Or if you look in a Sephardic sitter, you'll see it by, by the Tachman. Back to earth. V'yalkein oimrim vidui koidem nefilas Now Rav Zal tells us, based on what Rav Zal teaches us in Likute Maran, that Rav Zal says that one of the prerequisites for a Jew to experience bitul is vidui dvarim. Vidui, that's why before Nefila Sapayim there's a Vidui there. Oshamnu, Bogadnu, Gazalnu, Dibarnu, Shehu Bechinas Bitul, which we explained earlier that Vidui is a form of Bitul. Is one of the things, I'm sorry, Vidui is one of the things that prepares us for Bitul. Ki Yefsher Liskois Labechinas Bitul Hoinsoiv, because Rabbein Azal shows us over there in Likut Imran that one of the prerequisites for a person to be zeichet to bitul is vidu idvarim. 
So that's why there's a vidui before that nefila sapayim. And this will also explain why we recite a Kaddish at each point in the Tefillah of Shachris where we're making the transition going from one world up to the next world. From Asiya up to Yitzira, from Yitzira up to Bria. After we finish saying Korbonois, we have the Brayse Rabbi Shmuel Oimer, and then there's a Kaddish there, a Kaddish the Rabbonon. V'chein bein Yishtabach le'yoytzer oyer, and so too after the Chazan finishes Yishtabach, before going into the Brachas of Kriyashma, <coughs> we say there's a, there's a Kaddish over there. Okay, correction, I see in the chat somebody put in that it's chapter 25 in Tehillim. Okay. Because through our tefillah of Shachris, we are involved in making a tikkun for all of these four worlds, which correspond to the four basic elements, so that all of these four elements inside of us should all be holy and pure, so that all of them will be able to rise up and plug in way up on high. And all become deeply attached and connected to that infinite light. And then we'll achieve that realization that Hashem and Elohim are really one, that Chesed and Gvura, Midas HaChesed and Midas Adin are really one. Shezeo Bechinas Almedosi, that's like Olam Haba. Vezeh Bechinas HaKadish, and that's what Kaddish is really all about. Shehu HaGdolas Shmoy HaGodol Yisborach. In Kaddish, we are elevating the great name of Hashem. Bechinas, as we say in the opening words, Yisgadal v'yisgadash shemei rabba. May the great name of Hashem be heightened and sanctified. Ki ikar hagdolas shmoyis borach, hu bechinas Hashem elikim. Because one of the highest forms of elevating the name of Hashem is the combination of yud kevavke and elikim, shehu shem mole which is called the complete name of Hashem, Bechinas Shem HaGodol, and also called the great name of Hashem. As it says in Tehillim, chapter 104, Hashem Eloikai Godalto Ma'oid. It says Yud Kevavke and Elokim Godalto Ma'oid is very great. Hainu Sheshem Hashem Olikim Hu Godol Moed. What it's telling us is that this combination is something very, very high. Uh, the the Zohar Kodesh says that this is called Shmo Shlim. This is a certain unique level of Shlemus in the name of Hashem when you have the combination of Yudke Vavke and Elokim. We know that, that it's Bigimatria 112, which is Yaboik, which is also a, a name of Hashem. And which is the Roshe Tevois. In the chapter, it's, it's found in many places. 
In the chapter, Yancho Hashem Beyoim Tzorah, the last words there, Ya'aneinu Beyoim Koreinu, Hashem, please respond to us on the day that we call out to you. The first letters are Yud Beis Kuf, which is again the combination of Yud Kevavke and Elokim. The opening words, Yancho Hashem Beyoim Tzorah, Yud Yud Beis Tzadik, is also Yaboik, is also 112. So the opening words and the closing words of that chapter in Tehillim are this combination of Yud Kevav Kelokim. Because this name of Hashem, when the two Yud Kevav Kelokim join together, Bechinas Hashem Hu Hu Elokim, Ze Iker Gedulosay Varay This is the ultimate. Greatness and exaltedness of Hashem, bechinas hagdolas shmoyis borach, which means elevating the name of Hashem to a certain peak, kemoy sheyi as will be the case in the future, sheyihia Hashem echad u'shemoy echad. When the Navi says Hashem and His name will be one, it's referring to Yud Kevavke and Elikim. As Rabbi Nezal expounds on this over there in chapter 4 of Mikuti Moran. V'alkein, Iker Kavonas HaKadish, Hu Leyached Ulechaber Shloisha Shemois Selikim, Im Shloisha Shemois Havaya. And this is why the Sifrei Kabbalah explain that one of the main things we're trying to accomplish in Kaddish is uniting three Yud Kevavkes with three Elikims. We know that in Kaddish, we have the word Yehei Shmei Rabba. Yehei. <coughs> Yehei is Yud and a Hei and an Aleph. Those three letters, Yud and Hei and Aleph, are the letters that, that, that define the variety in the format of Hashem's name. Because the letter Hei, the letter Hey, when we pronounce it, can be can be written as Hey Aleph, Hey Hey, or Hey Yud, and that's what ends up defining the different formats of Hashem's name of Sog Mobon or the different formats of Elikim. So the Arizal speaks about taking three Yud Kevavkes and three Elikims and uniting them, joining them together. That that's one of the major things we're trying to accomplish in Kaddish. <clears throat> we know that the, the, this, the, the, these names of Hashem are discussed a lot in the Sifrei Kabbalah. It's brought that the word Goroin, Goroin means the throat. The throat is a place of constriction. The word Goroin is Bigematria three times Elikim. Because again, Elikim usually represents Midasadin, which is constriction which is the opposite of chesed, which is expansion, that kind of thing. And three times yud kevavke is three times 26 is bigematria chesed. So this is mentioned in many places in Sifrei Kabbalah, this union of three yud kevavkes and three elikims. And the Arizal says this is taking place especially through Kaddish. Bechinas Hashem Hu Hu Elikim, which is again proclaiming this fact that Hashem and Elikim are one. 
ועל כן, על ידי הקדש נכלל עולם בעולם שלמם עלינו. And because Kaddish is the union between these two, therefore Kaddish is the, the vehicle that takes a person from a lower world to the world above it. Ki ikr haklolius hu bebechinazu, bebechinaz Hashem hu alikim, bebechinaz kuloitoiv. Because the main thing that joins together different levels is this concept of Hashem and alikim being one, realizing that it's all good. Lodas, a person realizing that everything that happens to us is really good. Because the, whenever a person goes up from one level to the level above them, or from one world to the world above it, all of these are are a, are a degree of Beetle. It's an element of Beetle whenever a person is going to a higher place. And then, based on how much higher the person is going and based on how deep a connection the person is making, that will define how high a level of understanding the person achieves. To increase and expand a person's das as they're going up. And to come to the realization that everything that Hashem does is really for our good. And this is the whole concept of the Kaddish that serves as a bridge between one world and the next. That's what carries us, carries us, transports us from a lower world to the world above it. Because Kaddish, which we explained, is a concept of expanding and elevating the name of Hashem. Meaning that it's this union of Yud Kevavke and Elokim, Bechinas Hashem Hu Elokim, Zehu Bechinas Bitul. That itself is an element of Bitul. Shehu Bechinas Aliyah Meoylam Loylam, which we said is defined as going up from one world to the world above it. That's an example. That's a level of Bitul. And by going through this process, by a person davening shachris and pushing all of these buttons, saying karbonos, then the kaddish between karbonos and psukah de zimra, and then saying the entire psukah de zimra, then the kaddish between psukah de zimra and after yishtabach between psukah de zimra and the birchas kriyashma. Through this, a person is involved in purifying and sanctifying all of the different worlds. Until the person is afterwards, after Shmon Esrei, to a complete Bitul El Ho'ein Soif, Lamala Lamala, to way, way, way up there. And then a person is to the highest, highest level of das, to perfection. 
biyadiyah shleima to really, really know one hundred percent shahakoyel tovasai that everything Hashem does is for our good. Shezel bechinas Hashem hu alikim. Shezel bechinas mashemesaimim hatfila b'sholim. And this will also explain why the closing bracha of Shmoyn Esrei is about Sholoim. Ki Sholoim hu hischabris bein shnei hafochim. Peace is bringing together two opposites. Dahainu chasodim ugevurois. Dahainu lodas shahakoy letavosoi. Which means the person realizing that it's all really for my good. Shezel bechinas habitul shezoichen begmar hatfila. And this is the beetle that a person is zeichet to at the end of Shmon Esrei. Question in the chat. How can tefillah indicate beetle if it includes requests? It seems that a person in a state of beetle is supposed to ha- isn't supposed to have any requests. The answer is true. However, however, we know that the halacha says that when a person is davening Shmon Esrei, a person is supposed to, the Arizal, it says, used to close his eyes completely during Shmon Esrei. That act of closing the, one's eyes is an act of bitul, because again, the eyes represent chachma, seichel. Closing the eyes means I'm going above chachma. I'm, I'm going to go, I'm going to see further. I'm going to see up into the keser. Just like we've said in the past, Rabbi Enizal explains in chapter 65 that when a person's eyes are open, they can see five miles out. If there's something that's six miles out and you want to see it, you, you narrow the opening of the eye. You squint. And that allows the eye to see further out. When a person closes their eyes completely, they're going into beetle. They're going above moichen, above seichel. Those people who can't close their eyes during Shemesi because they need to look in the sitter, by looking in the sitter and not looking out at all, is also considered a level of beetle. The act of not looking out of the sitter at all during Shemesi, being totally focused on Hashem, is also a form of beetle. Even though in the Shemesi we are making personal requests, however, the person is. All of this is relative. All of this is relative. To, that to different degrees, we're experiencing a beetle. Of course, a complete, complete beetle would be a person going to a place where there are no requests at all, where there's just Hashem, there's just everything is perfect, there's nothing lacking at all whatsoever. question in the chat. <clears throat> question. This, this process that we just described here of going up from one world to the next, etc., etc., how does this, that takes place during Shmon Esrei, how is it also applicable to people who are not on this level, who are not thinking these kind of thoughts at all whatsoever? And we don't feel any of this light or real beetle. What we feel as beetle is pretty much our, our medame, or, or not something real. The answer is that's not, not true, not true. 
Because, as my Rebbe Rav Rosenfeld explained, based on the Sifrei Kabbalah, when a person turns on a light switch, when I go over to the wall and I flick a switch and I turn on a light, or I could turn on a thousand lights, a person would say, that's ridiculous. You're going to tell me that just that movement of that light switch, you know, a half an inch or a quarter of an inch sometimes, or just pushing in a button, that can turn on a thousand lights? The answer is correct. Definitely yes. So a Jew who is davening shachris properly within the parameters of halacha, and, a, and the Jew believes in Hashem, and they believe that by saying these words, I'm pushing buttons. I don't know exactly which button and how button, and I don't know which button does this, and I don't know what these words, atzilus and bria, I don't know what any of this means, but I believe that by say, that when I say, can I have an apple, that doesn't push any buttons. You know, When I say these words, ashrei yoshrei veisecha oid yalalucha sela, that when I say the words of tefillah, that there's incredible things taking place on a spiritual level, then it definitely does happen. It does take place. It is real. Depending on the level the person is on, it, it happens on different levels. But it, it's not medame, it's not fake, chas It's very real. It is real. Just that there are levels and levels and levels. You know, and, and one person's beetle could be another person's uh, uh, baby talk, you know. And based on what we're learning here, we'll understand why when we finish the Kriya Shema and its brachos, and we're about to go into Shmon Esrei, which is Atzilus, which is the highest beetle, there's no Kaddish there. When we're making that transition from the Olam Habriya, going into the Olam Ha'atzilus. Kishom Ba'atzilus Iker Habitul. Because in the Olam Ha'atzilus is where there's the real and highest level of Bitul. Vishom Nechlolen Be'ein Soif Be'atzmoi Kaviochel. And there, a person is actually really merging with that infinite light of Hashem itself. Shehu Lemala Menadas, which is above Das, Lemala Mikol HaKedushas, it's above all standard levels of holiness. Kemuvan Bamaimranal, as Rabbeinazal speaks about this over there in chapter 4 in Mikutimran. Shebeshas Habitul Biatzmoi, Ein Shayach Loimar Shehakoil Etoiva. When a person is actually in Bitul, you can't even say these words that everything Hashem does is for the good. Kishom eno yodea me'atzmoi klal. Because when a person reaches that real, complete beetle, there is no I. There I don't exist. There's only Hashem. Bechinas velo yoda ish. As it says about Moshe Rabbeinu, when the Torah describes Moshe Rabbeinu passing, its, passing away, it says, No one knows the place where Moshe Rabbeinu is buried. And the Zohar Kodesh says, Even Moshe Rabbeinu doesn't know 
What does that mean? What does that mean? It means that Moshe Rabbeinu's burial, when Moshe Rabbeinu left the world, he went to that place of complete bitul, to the, which is way above Das, where there's no eye, the eye doesn't exist at all whatsoever, and there's no, there's no I know. It's above knowledge. It's above all standard forms of knowledge. Just like it says about the Koyen Godel, the Zohar Kodesh mentions this also about the Koyen Godel. We know that in the Aseris Yemei Tshuva, we're traveling from Rosh Hashanah to Yom Kippur, we're traveling from Malchus, going all the way up to the Keser. Yom Kippur is referred to as the Keser. We say, That's the Pasuk, the main Pasuk that we recite on Yom Kippur, and it's brought that the word Titharu is Bigimatria Keser. And so too the Gemara says that there are ten levels of holiness in the world. Eretz Yisrael is level one, Yerushalayim is two, the Harabayis is three. Level ten is the Holy of Holies in the Beis HaMikdash, which the Kohen Gadol was allowed to enter once a year only on Yom Kippur. On the tenth day, which is Keser, the Kohen Gadol would go into the tenth level of holiness, which is the Holy of Holies in the Beis HaMikdash, the Kodesh HaGadoshim. And it says there also that no one was no one was there, no one was with him at the time. And again, the Sifrei Kabbalah explain, including him, he was not there because he was in this state of Beetle, complete nullification of oneself. The only thing that's there is Hashem Himself. Afilu hu yoda. The Zohar Kodesh says even Moshe Rabbeinu himself did not know, did not understand the place of his burial, because the place of his burial is above Das. That's why the Gemara says that they, there was a, a king who attempted to discover the burial place of Moshe Rabbeinu. He knew it was on this mountain, Harnavo. So he sent soldiers up from the bottom up, and they went and went and went, and they went all the way to the top and couldn't find it. Each time they were going up, it looked like it was right above them, and then they got to the top and, and it wasn't there. Then he sent soldiers from above, he told the soldiers to go from the top down. They went all the way down, couldn't find it. Then he sent soldiers from both ways, couldn't find it. Why couldn't they find it? Because it was in nothingness. It was in Beetle, which is not within time and spe- or space at all. Vialkain ein Shaykh Shom Kadesh. Therefore, when we're going from Bria into Atsilus, there's no need and there's no there's no concept of Kadesh over there. Shehu Hagdolas Hadas. Kadesh, we explained, is a concept of expanding the Das, expanding the Moichen. Lotzeis mi Moichen de Katnus, la Moichen de Gadlus. To go from a lower level Das to a higher level Das. Lodas ki Hashem Olikim. To have this realization that Hashem and Olikim are one, vakoy letoiv, and everything's for the good. Ki kol ze tzrichen ba'olomo All of that is necessary in the lower worlds. Yetzira, Asiya, and going from Yetzira to Bria, Shetzrichen lahamshich alehem ha'he'ora mebechina sein soif, where we want to try to draw into those worlds some of the light from above, from that ein soif, from that infinite. 
in order to have this realization that everything is really for our good. But up there on the roof, in Atsilus, where a person is experiencing actual beetle, there there's no concept of drawing holiness or das because the person is going into nothingness, beetle. As the Zohar Kodesh says that when Moshe Rabbeinu passed away, he himself didn't know the, the place of his passing. Because again, it's a level that's complete way above knowledge, way above all concept of knowing and understanding. Question, if there's a total beetle when a person is davening Shmon Esrei and, and returning to Ein Sof, then, then who is it who is in Gan Eden? Or who is it to whom Hashem gives his, his kol tov? The answer is once again, levels and levels and levels. While a person is on earth, when they're davening Shmon Esrei, if they're doing it properly with all of these prerequisites, they're experiencing the highest level of beetle that they can experience within this world. When a person passes away, here again, Moshe Rabbeinu, during his lifetime, Rabbeinu says there on the Kutimran, that even though what we're talking about here speaks about Moshe Rabbeinu when he passed away, <coughs> so that we're being told that when a tzaddik passes away, he achieves this beetle, but certainly we must realize that during his lifetime he also achieved this beetle, not exactly on the same level, but also achieved it. So there's levels and levels. And while we're in this world, the beetle that we experience, that we can experience during Shmon Esrei is very high, but not to be compared to the type of beetle. It's Bechinas Oilam Haba. It's Bechinas Oilam Haba. But then there's Olam Haba itself. And in Olam Haba, there are levels and levels. Question again. If Shmon Esrei is already total beetle, what's Nefila Sapayim after Shmon Esrei after that? It's part of the process. That part of completing this, the, the sh- completing the Shmon Esrei is the, nefi- the Vidui, the Oshamnu, and the Vidui. And the, 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 I'm sure the Hashem of the Vidui and the Nefila Sapayim, all the way till the Kaddish after that. That's why the Gemara says a person should be careful not to speak, to, not to say anything. At, from, certainly from, from the time from Baruch Sha'amar, going all the way through after Tachnon, after, not to speak out after, after your silent Shmonesrei, certainly not allowed to speak. And even during Chazorah Sashat's, not to speak, and not to speak between after the Chazan completes his repetition of Shmon Esrei, not to talk until the person gets to the end of Tachnun. The Gemara tells a story about Rebeliezer, that Rebeliezer Hagodol, 
Rabbi Eliezer ben Hurkanus was the rabbi of Rabbi Akiva. He was a tremendous tzaddik, an incredible tzaddik. And the Gemara says that he once got angry at his brother-in-law. Who was his brother-in-law? His brother-in-law said something that, that was a little bit disrespectful. And the Gemara says that Rabbi Eliezer's wife knew that how great a tzaddik her husband is, and she knew that when a tzaddik says tachnun, when he does that nefila sapayim, that's what final that destroys all the klipos, all the sitrachra, like we said. So she knew that that could result in her brother dying. So she was careful to to make sure to cause her husband Rebeliezer to interrupt between the Shmon Esrei and the Tachnun, so that his Tachnun would not be so effective. It wouldn't have that nuclear power. The Gemara says that one day, she, she got sidetracked. Somebody knocked on the door, or something, <clears throat> and she went, and she came back, and she saw her husband had already started Tachnun, and she hadn't interrupted him, and she said, oi, 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 I know now, now that my brother is dead, my brother died. And the Gemara says that was the case. So we're talking about very powerful things here, but again, according to the level of the person, there are many factors that define exactly how powerful this is. Any questions? How, uh, how is it possible that Rebeloza was davening without a minion? Good question, good question. It's possible, in, could be he wasn't feeling, he was ill. The Gemara speaks about that. The Gemara tells the story of Rabbi Yezhar Godel's passing away, that he was sick before that. And ah, another thing is, he was in Cheren. Remember, this is the same Rabbi Yezhar who had a machloikis with Rabbi Yeshua, a major machloikis. And the Gemara says at one point, Rabbi Yezhar wanted to prove that he was right. And he brought signs from Shemayim. He said, if I'm right... Let, let, the, let, let this miracle happen. And sure enough, a miracle happened. And they said, so what? Majority rules, the law of the Torah. And Rabbi Yeshua and the majority of Rabbonim don't agree with you. This is the story of Tanur Shelachnai, a certain type of oven where there was a debate whether it can receive Tumor or not. And Rabbi Yeshua held one way, and Rabbi Yeshua and the other rabbis held differently. And the Gemara says, Rabbi Yeshua said, if I'm right, let the walls of the Beis Hamedrish start coming down. And the Gemara says that the walls of the Beis Medrash started coming down. And then the other rabbis said, "Go! you have no right to mix into our debates. Get back up there. And the Gemara says they started going back up and they remained slanted. The walls of Israel, the Gemara says incredible things. And the Gemara says that afterwards the Chachamim made a decision to put Rebbe Liezer in Cheren as a message for generations to know how important this item is that majority rules. And if a Besden gives out a psak, if an individual disagrees, he's not allowed to disagree, you know, etc. These, these are all very interesting topics in the Gemara. So could be this was during that time when Rabbi Eliezer couldn't come to Shul. And the Gemara tells the whole story about how before he passed away, he admonished the Chachamim that they made a terrible mistake putting him in Cherem, and, and that was when he told her, and Rabbi Akiva said, what about me? You know, and he said, and he, Rabbi Leza said to the Chachamim that they're going to be penalized for what they did. 
And Rabbi Akiva, who was his closest Talmud, said, what about me? He said, your punishment is going to be worse than all of them. And we know that Rabbi Akiva's death, the, the Romans raked his flesh with iron combs. These are all incredible stories that are brought in the Gemara that we're just giving here in split-second presentation. So could be it was during that, that period of time. Wishing everybody a wonderful day. We should be... Another question? If sure. Hello? Yes. Yes, Rabbi Nelson, I want to ask you a question. It happens that I'm dialing in the minion where a minion dialing like 12 minutes shmonesser. Very nice minion, doodle of everything, but I'm dialing like normal shmonesser. So basically I finished and, you know, it's another five, seven minutes until everybody finishes. So the question, uh, until now I was like doing uh, hashlamot, you know, and imami and other things which I do afterwards. So my question is like, should I just wait? The answer is that Hashlamot, the, the answer to your question is, you're allowed to do other tefillahs, but not to talk, uh, not to, talk to another person. That, that's the problem. Uh, Talking to another person, uh, that, that, that would be a problem. Then, then there's another question. It's like, if it's so important to do it right after Shmanesra, maybe, you know, like, I should do right away Tachanun, and then wait, you know, until... Um, you know, no. The answer is no. As long as you're not talking out, as long as you're not talking to another person, that that connection is still there, definitely. Okay. Thank you so much. A good day, a good week. Should be zorichet to all the Yeshuas that come from this highest place, from this Oyrein Soif. To see Hashem's real kindness with the Gula Shleimah, Bemher Bemeno, Amen, Amen.